I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. And in case that resonates with you, we still have the launch special, which is $1,000 of bonus gifts when you buy a copy of the book, whether that be ebook or uh, buying hard copy. You can go to sensitivityisyoursuperpower.com, or you can just go to my website, karencan.com, and you'll see there's other freebies there as well in addition to those bonuses. Um, so today, uh, super excited because, uh, you know, one of the things that we love to do on Light Warrior Radio is to help you, our listeners, create the life of your dreams, whether that's radiant health, um, prosperity, loving relationships, uh, or simply peace of mind. And in this day and age, I think that it's super important for all of us to really be our authentic selves and, and shine our light. Because one of the things in my former mission statement, I've since tweaked it a little bit, but was you know, that I said, you know, I help sensitive souls harness their superpowers and heal themselves and fulfill their mission and create a life of joy. What I'm really passionate about is having every one of them shine their light so we can pull the world out of darkness. And that really resonated with a lot of people. Like I said, I've, you know, since tweaked my mission statement a little bit to be even more clear, but the shine your light part is super important for me. And uh, today's guest, Kim O'Neill, is all about that. To let your light shine movement. It's actually a movement, and it aims to inspire and empower everyone on the planet to shine their light, to be more of their authentic, beautiful self, um, and in doing so, collectively creating heaven on earth. And I do talk a lot about that as well, creating heaven on earth. And um, so we're totally in alignment, Kim and myself. And in case you're like, wow, why does his name sound familiar? It's because Kim's one of my co-authors in the book, Navigating the Clickety Clack, How to Live a Peace-Filled Life in a Seemingly Toxic World. And uh, both of us have a chapter in that book. So I highly recommend if you have not already gotten a copy of that book, you can get that um, on any of the major retailers navigating the clickety clack and there's a volume two actually and many of my friends are in there as well in volume two so lots of great tools some will you know likely resonate with you more than others and it's so great because we have so much going on in the world right now to have those people that we resonate with you know maybe say one thing or uh, you know or say this is what i did or this is what i help other people with it might really go ding 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 oh I really like that idea. I'm going to try that out, right? Because not everything that I do resonates with everyone. Um, and so it's great to have all these different, you know, healers, practitioners, wellness, coaches, mentors um, that we can pull this wisdom from to help us live peaceful, um, you know, joyful lives. And so we can really shine our light. So we're going to be talking today about uh, how to shine your unique light, uh, where you might be holding yourself back, how to fully embrace your gifts uh, that are here for you know the benefit of the world, and how to show up as your authentic self. Um, so even if you can't imagine that, just keep listening in uh, because that's going to be very, very um you know, key and impactful. I think the stuff we're going to be talking about today with my uh, guest, Kim O'Neill. Um, let me share a little bit about her as well as um, where you can find the Let Your Light Shine movement. Um, so, uh, Kim, um, let me go back to where I am here. There we are. <laughs> so, Kim is the inspirational host of the Every Day is a New Day show, an award winning three times Amazon, Amazon best selling author, twice certified transformational coach specializing in authentic confidence, interview skills, 
and the Law of Attraction. A Reiki master, former crime analyst, definitely want to talk about that, that's very interesting, and the creator of the Let Your Light Shine movement, launched in March 2021. She often works with spiritually curious office professionals who feel unfulfilled, coaching them in cultivating the courage, confidence, and clarity to shine the light and move forward in ways that are meaningful to them. Kim believes that in a world filled with light, we create heaven on earth. Let your light shine. And you can go to KimO'NealCoaching.com. So K-I-M, O'Neal is spelled O-N-E-I-L-L, Coaching.com. And if you want to check out the Let Your Light Shine movement, uh, you can go to bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Let Your Light Shine movement. And you'll find her there as well. Uh, So welcome, Kim, to the show. Thank you, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I'm so happy you're here, too. I think, you know, just connecting with people that, you know, are similar wavelengths, if you will, having the same, you know, um, vision of that heaven on earth. I'm just so invested, if you will, (laughs) you know, in in that reality. Uh, It's just so lovely to, to, to meet, like, through the book, you know. Uh, it was you and get to know you and uh yeah such great work that you're doing so congrats well thank you karen and congrats to you too because you have been having lots of author success as well so um we're just on this journey together being who we uniquely are and enjoying it and um i like to think that we are helping to uplift and bring others along on the journey oh absolutely yes yes so thank you for that um, and so if folks are on live, definitely uh, call in because we're going to be opening the phone lines. If you need a little mentoring, a little help, a little pep talk, um, you know, is it what we're talking about resonates with you? Even if you want to just, you know, share a comment, uh, that would be great. The number to call in is 818-514. Just hit one so we know your hand is up. We do have somebody with their hand up right now, but uh, we'll be doing that a little later. So 818-514-1190, hit one. So if you want to chat with us, uh, the other way you can chat, I'm just going to open it right now and see if the tech is working today. Looks like it is. Okay, so the chat is, uh, if you're online with us instead of calling in, there's also a uh, a chat function on the page. You just want to refresh your page, and then you'll be able to see um, the chat box there. So you can also comment or ask a question for Kim in that box. So, Kim, tell us about your past because, you know, we don't often talk to, in this realm of, you know, healers and wellness. We don't often come across a crime analyst. <laughs> so how did you get from there to here? Yeah, it's so funny. I, I mean, that definitely was never something that I specifically saw in my vision for my life, and yet I do know how I manifested it. I had been uh, in a space for many years of being an assistant of various sorts, being an assistant to um, different professionals, whether it was in a dental office or in a psychology office or uh, it, you know, working in HR even at a dental benefits company. I was always in this behind-the-scenes assistant role. And I, was, I knew that I was coming to the time in my life where it was time to make the leap and do more of what I am passionately aligned with and being able to be a messenger, support others, help them move forward and, and that kind of thing. And I said, you know what, but I'm not ready just yet. And so before I make that leap, I really want to be able to have a job where I get to use my analytical skills, where right. I'm not just an assistant. And um, although being a crime analyst is very assistive in its nature, but 
Um, and so anyway, so it was, it was being in that space. And at the time I was, I was immersed in learning all about the law of attraction, understanding how to tap into and shift my own energy. And so being in that space, setting that intention, lo and behold, I manifested a crime analyst position and it was a fun, uh, a fun step and, um, and definitely very pivotal, you know, step along the way to what I'm doing today. So that's how. Wow. Wow. That is amazing. Totally amazing. Um, so when you were kind of going, you know, you, so you have these skills, like the crime animal skills and, and things like that, and you're doing this and it's fun and you're making an impact. How did that, like, translate into this Let Your Light Shine movement? I know there's, like, I'm sure a lot of, you know, way share, you know, things in between, but, or yeah. waypoints in between. It's, that is such a great question. So, when I think about shining my light, so oh, of course so many things come up, but I think back to a time when I didn't realize that I wasn't fully shining my light. And I must also just process and say, I personally believe that everyone is a light and everyone is always shining to a degree. But to what degree? Are you holding yourself back? Are you not fully aligned and tuned into who you authentically are? Are you, um, are you letting other people's beliefs and, and you know, things like fear get in the way of you being your authentic expression in the world? And so those kinds of things, I believe, dim our light. And when we dim our own light, we not only feel like we are less light, but other people can't quite see us and, and know who we truly are. And so it's, it's interesting because when I was a crime analyst, I also had that going on. And I knew it and I didn't know it. So there was a combination of, uh, of something has to shift here, um, but what is it? And it's, it's such an interesting story because when I was a crime analyst, like I mentioned, I was also in the space of really learning how to uh, tune into my own energy and uh, how to manifest and understand how the law of attraction works. And, and just all of these metaphysical, spiritual, energetic concepts, I was really in the space of immersing myself in that. While at the same time, or you could say when I wasn't doing that, I was being a crime analyst at a police department. And so I really began to have this experience of having split energy. Because a good portion of my week, it wasn't just 40 hours, it was sometimes 50, 55 hours a week, it, you know, immersing myself in learning, you know, studying what crimes were happening in my neighborhood and how can we prevent it and, and who's doing it and, and just all encompassed in how can I be assistive in my daytime job role, which although that has its place in the world and is very useful to our society, it also then is you know, there's a lot of low vibration around that. I mean, crime is not right. a high vibration thing. <laughs> right, right. And, right? And, and so, so I was having this awareness of, oh, my goodness. I was feeling so misaligned when I was having to focus on my work. And then for the few days that I was off, I was fortunate to have three-day weekends. So Friday through Sunday, I was able to, okay, now let me, whew, I've got to decompress. I get to realign and, and really feel like I am more aligned. And then now I can focus on doing, uh, you know, the coaching work. Or I was at the time also becoming a Reiki, certified in Reiki. And it was those off times when I could finally focus on that stuff. And after so many weeks back to back of going through that cycle and really feeling that frustration of having split 
energy. I finally said, look, something's got to give, and it is not going to be my dreams. It is not going to be sacrificing myself. I cannot do that. I will not do that. And so for me personally, I finally had to take that next leap of faith and say yes to the unknown, uh, but was the most light-filled thing at that time, and that was choosing to move forward in, in coaching and what I love to do and, and, and that direction. And so it's funny because on the very last day of work there, you know, for so long I had been hiding myself at work. And so this is the part that speaks to your question is I wasn't shining my light when I was there in the best, highest way possible that I could, because I was afraid of what other people were going to think. Ah. What are people, yeah, what are people going to think about, you know, what, Kim, our crime analyst, is also studying Reiki. Uh, she believes that, you know, she uses terms like universe and higher, higher self, <laughs> <laughs> right? All yep. of those kinds of, yeah, yeah. I, and I know, yeah, I know this is not a unique experience, but this is my story. So, so I was very much in that space. And uh, I think there were maybe two people I had said anything to about, oh, yeah, you know, I, I coach on the side. And um, I'm a big believer, you know, in I, I love Abraham Hicks and Law of Attraction. And, and finally, on the very last day, I was, I was so excited. And when I say that, I just, I don't mean any disrespect to where I was because I, I was appreciative of where I worked and, and the role that that played in my life. But I was so grateful because I was finally setting myself free. And so on that last day, I was in this high vibe space, you know, closing everything out. And there was this moment where I was printing out some documents and I walked over to the printer and right at that same time, one of our sergeants was there and he said, Hey, Kim, you know, I, I heard, you know, I, of course he knew that I was leaving, but he said, you know, Hey, I heard that you also do Reiki. And I had this moment of deer in the headlights. <laughs> I freaked out. Because I thought, oh, my goodness, I've done such a good job hiding away for so long. How did right. the cat get out of the bag? And, and, you know, who told him? How did he find out? And he said, you know, I, I heard that you do Reiki. And I just, I, I freaked out. And I said, oh, you know, yeah, you know, I do Reiki and coaching. And, and he said, oh, my goodness, I wish I would have known that sooner. Because he expressed that he also had an interest in that. And it was such a light bulb moment, no pun intended, but it was such a light bulb <laughs> moment. How, oh my goodness, we think we're keeping ourselves safe, hiding our light, you know, only showing one aspect of, of ourselves and hiding away others because we think we're keeping ourselves safe. And we're not only doing a disservice to ourselves, but we're do doing a disservice to others. And so when you ask me my story and how did I come to the Let Your Light Shine movement, yes, there were many other stepping stones and moments along the way, but that's how going from a crime analyst to launching the Let Your Light Shine movement, um, you know, that's, that's, those are two very pivotal points in the story for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. And, I, and, I, you know, it, and it's funny because, um, like you said, sometimes we try to hide ourselves. So. Yeah. For me, like uh, growing up, I was so fearful of being judged, um, mm. and being wrong, right? So it, it's like yeah. it was a lot easier just to keep quiet and not say too much. Um, and at that point, being an introvert, uh, now I'm an extrovert, uh, but <laughs> an introvert, it was like about that safety because there didn't feel safe. 
you know, to be who we are. And I think there's a lot of our tribe members, you know, in the light warrior community, the light medicine community, who have similar, you know, experiences where they feel threatened or, um, and in this day and age, maybe understandably too, you know, because they're seeing their, you know, their teachers, their people they look up to, you know, being censored or canceled or whatever. So it makes Mm -hmm. it even more scary. (laughs) Right. They're getting canceled and they're, you know, having this issue. Uh, I'm not even going to say boo, right? I'm not going to even say anything. So this is a challenging time, but, but your example is like, wow, if we don't, then we're doing a disservice for ourselves and yeah. potentially other people who would be affected by our, you know, positively affected by our light. So, yeah, that's a great story, Kim. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, thank, thank you. It's, um, it's just you, you don't know what you don't know, you know, and when you start to put yourself out there more, you get to see what else is available. And, um, yeah, that was such an eye-opening moment for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Well, and, and people, one of the questions that will come up for sure, I'm going to ask it now. I know somebody is going to ask it, but I'm going to ask it first because uh, I can kind of feel what the questions are sometimes, um, is that, you know, they'd be like, so, Kim, like, ha- like, you know, when you did decide you're going to make that jump because it was just you couldn't stand it anymore, if you will, uh, in, in the being split, you know, these energies yeah. being split. Um, how did you know, like, that you were going to, like, have money coming in, like the practical stuff, like, you know, because people are so scared to make that jump because they're like, well, I'm getting paid good money at this job that I hate or not, yep. but, you know, that I'm not aligned with anymore, but I'm really, really scared to do what I really love. I mean, Joseph Campbell says, follow your bliss, but, hey, hey there must be steps in between <laughs> because right. I, I'm not going to get any money right away. So how did you navigate that piece or if that, if that was even, you know, a concern at all? I think that was the hugest concern and, and such a great question because that was the one that I was continually asking myself. And I will just to be totally transparent, like it has not been an easy journey. So in no way am I saying, yeah, just do it. and It's going to be easy. But I do believe that when you choose to take a step in the direction of your dreams and believe in that and the power of that, the right resources and people and situations show up. And so it's not necessarily about knowing how it's all going to unfold. That first step is simply, are you going to choose you or not? And then it's, you know, there's a degree of surrendering and saying, okay, you know, I'm learning how to do life differently. It's, I think one of, um, I don't know if there's an exact quote on this, but one of the, the best quotes, and I'll just paraphrase it, that I've ever heard is, yes, the best kind of, personal development that a person can ever go go through is when they choose to be an entrepreneur is when they choose to say yes to their dream. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's like, you know, uh, I don't know. I was going to say life lesson one-on-one, but that's, that's not true. It's, but it's, it really requires you to go inside and get clear on who you are, you know, who is your support team in life? Um, What is your truth? And, it requires you to be more committed to that than anything else because that's how you're going to make progress. That's how you're going to make, uh, you know, experience success in that new venture that you're doing. And um, when you don't fully commit to it, that's where things go awry. And I've certainly had that experience too. So it's, yeah, it's, it's been a bumpy ride and I don't regret any of it. I do not regret the decision to make that, that transition. 
Wow, yeah, that's very inspirational. Um, I feel very similar, you know, like the what what you've gone through and that that commitment. I know it can look, you know, on the outside world, it can look really different for for each person. But um, definitely, I think that you talked about that decision earlier about. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, well, I'm paraphrasing that too, but, you know, I'm, I'm just not going to not be me, you know, yes. I, I need to do this. Like you're totally committed that you, you ha- almost like have to do this. Like you're yeah. not going to give up your passions. Um, and, and there's so much energy I personally felt, uh, when I did that, that there was so much energy freed up. <laughs> yes. That I was like, whoa, where did this come from? Wow. You know, things are happening. I, totally. so I was just trying to make it work, but making it work when we're not being in that, that authentic, shining our light, it takes a lot of energy. It really does. It's For me, I would also, um, this might sound a bit dramatic, but it was soul crushing. It was soul crushing to be spending the majority of my, my days, my life, our days are our life, to be spending the majority right. of my life um, not doing what I actually wanted to do and what I felt you know, that I'm, that I'm here to do, what I feel drawn to do. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, what are you willing to sacrifice? And I, I hope it's not yourself. That's what I think. Right, right. exactly. Um, yeah, it, it's funny because some people are really great dreamers, you know. There's a lot, yeah. a lot of dreamers. Like, think about all the people uh, that you've, you know, several books, though, just like me. Uh, think of all the people that want to write a book, right? Like, what it was, 90%, I can't remember the stat. Keith gave us, but like 90% of people <laughs> say they want to oh, write a book, mm-hmm. but very, very few actually do. So there's that, you know, tenacity. There's a lot of people that dream that, oh, I'm going to do this, and then, you know, five years later, they're still in the same spot. But they haven't really made a shift. Um, and it's, it's not, I, disappointing is not the right word, but as an outsider looking in, I feel disappointed for them in a way, like empathizing for that, that, um, that, that stuckness. And I know that, you know, you're coaching and it, it's really to help people, you know, get yeah. space. So maybe you can it, tell it, us about the Let Your Light Shine movement. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I first just want to speak to what you just said. I, I really do think that when a person is first choosing to take that next big step, or uh, maybe it's not the next big step, it's the first big step. It's, it often requires a lot of courage. And I think the more that a person gets used to aligning what is true for them and taking that action, eventually you reach a point where it's not so much about courage and having to do this thing that might feel hard and scary, but it's more so become something that feels fun and exciting. And so, um, yeah, so I, yeah, I just wanted to speak to that, what you were just saying, because that does also translate into the coaching that I do with clients and what I help them with is really helping support them in and going, you can do this. You can take that next step. It feels like courage at first, and then eventually it feels like awesome excitement and alignment. And that brings me, yes, to the Let Your Light Shine movement. The, the Let Your Light Shine movement absolutely aims to inspire and empower everyone on the planet that it resonates with, too, though. So everyone that it resonates with to be more of their authentic self. Uh, the more that you believe in yourself, I mean, you just shine brighter and brighter and you just innately, without having to do anything extra, you innately give other people permission to believe more deeply and wholly in who they are and that they also shine and have the ability to take that next courageous step into what feels right and aligned for them. So 
Um, yeah, just this is a very inspired thing that came to me in December 2020. I never imagined I would ever put something out there in the world that would have the word movement attached to it. <laughs> um, it just, <laughs> I, you know, I, I don't know. I know some people do. Um, I feel like I've always been a big, um, someone who has a big vision and wants to do, you know, wants to make a big positive difference in the world. But when I got the word movement, I was like, whoa, what are we talking here? <laughs> and, um, I just, anyway, it, it really was one of those things that came through that it's like, okay, this is not mine, but it's mine to do. It's mine to share. And, um, and so, yeah, so in, in a short nutshell, that's what this is about. And uh, I, you know, I'm, I am most excited and um, passionate about connecting really with those people who feel like they've got one foot in two different worlds. So those people who feel like they have that split energy experience, they've got one foot in, okay, I'm doing this thing that is, that is me and that feels right. And I've got my other foot over here because I'm trying to stay safe and I'm, I'm, I'm hiding part of myself and I'm not fully being true to who I am. And this is that, um, you know, that, 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 that big light, that reminder to say, look, it's, it's okay. You can bring that other foot over and you are still going to be safe. And you're going to see that there's even more support and love that shows up for you as you choose to have even more love and support who you authentically are. So, so yeah, in a nutshell, that is the let your light shine movement. But of course I can, I can speak to a lot more what's behind that and what shining your light means and looks like if you'd like me to do some of that. Yeah, so before you do that, um, I, w I just want to share with everyone the, the link again. We have uh, a bit.ly link for that. So it is bit.ly, in case folks listening in are not familiar with bit.ly, forward slash let your light shine movement, all one word, if you will. So bit.ly forward slash let your light shine movement. And, you know, the... Um, you know, when, when people, uh, well, maybe maybe we can, before you go into the next section, um, talk people through what they'll find when they get to that site. Yeah, that's, so what they'll find on that site is they'll, or they're going to find, you know, what is the Let Your Light Shine movement? Um, what is it about? So some people might assume that it's a religious movement, and it is not. And um, there's nothing against religion either, but just to clarify for people, it's not a religious movement. It is free and easy to join. It's simply a way for a person to declare that they see their own light. They choose to be their own light and they're declaring it to the world. And so I, you know, when a person joins, they first get this rush of, or just an added boost of empowerment for themselves because they have taken that step to say, you know what, Kim's right. I do shine. I am freaking amazing. And this isn't in an arrogant, egotistical way, because I do think some people hear this and they kind of jump to that. No, this is ah. in a confident, aligned way. Yeah, I did. Karen, did that bring up anything for you when I said that? Steve? No, I, I, but I can totally see some of our sensitive souls yeah. uh, maybe having that bias, for sure. Yes. I, I probably did before, you know, not now, but before. I'd be like, I don't know, <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not that great, there's so many other people better than me, you know, that kind of self-esteem yes. stuff, so, yes. yeah. Yeah, and and that's exactly why I, want, why I want to bring this up, because I do see that in other people. Um, there's a fine line in between being arrogant and being confident 
and owning who you are. And that's what this is about. This is, are you holding yourself back because, oh, no, you know, everyone else is better than me or, or um, well, I don't want to seem like I'm bragging. This is not bragging. This is you choosing to come into the greatest, the highest, most aligned version of who you are, who you can choose to be in this moment for your own benefit and the benefit of the world. Because think about it. When we've got people who are walking around planet Earth not fully being their aligned self, then um, what's, what's being hidden? And what's being hidden from one is being hidden from another. And the more that we shine in who we are, then, oh, my goodness, like I said earlier, you know, we just innately give other people permission to say, hey, hey, I can shine too. <laughs> I, I yes. am amazing. <laughs> there's, there's no one else out there like you. And if you've only got one earth, one earth, if you've only got one life here on earth, and um, of course there's many different concepts and theories about that. I have many myself, but uh, in this particular iteration of who a person is, if you've only got one, how can you make it be the best? that it can possibly be. And we're not talking about being a perfect being because there is no perfect being. But I believe that when you are allowing yourself to be the most that you authentically can be for yourself first, then you actually get to be that bright light for others. Who are you here to serve? Who are you here to love? You get to help them even more when you are being your most aligned, brightest version of who you are. So, you know, that's the gift within the gift. It's, it's not a selfish thing. It is the brightest, best gift you can give to others when you allow yourself to be, you know, aligned with, with your own light. Right. I, I really had to reframe this for myself years ago, Kim, um, you know, thinking it was selfish, thinking it was egotistical, that kind of thing, and really I had to reframe it. Sort of like, you know, you're actually doing people a disservice. Yes. If if you are not shining your light or not, you know, sharing your God-given gifts, if you will, you know, with with others, and and having them find their own light as well, and and to do that share. So then it felt like not in a bad way, but then it felt like a spiritual responsibility, and then it became yeah. much much easier to make those decisions because it's always comparing to the big that big picture. So when that little ego would you know start talking, I'd be yep. like, yeah, but you know, here's here's the big picture. This is almost like a spiritual duty, if you will, um, in a good way. Um, it, so it, it, yeah, so I don't feel negative about it anymore. It, exactly. And, and an example that's coming to mind right now is, um, and I think we've all had this at some point in our lives, when we have an idea of something, maybe you think of, you know, hey, someone should invent blah, 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 whatever it may be. Someone should invent this new cool contraption that would, you know, do this thing and solve, solve so many problems for the world. But you don't act on it. You don't do it. You don't ever share it. And five years later, you find out someone else had the same idea and they did it and they shared it. And oh my goodness, look how many people love that product or idea or whatever it may be because it resonates for them and it is a massive gift to them. And it's, it's kind of the same concept to me. It's, it's when you choose to say, you know what, I do have something here. You know, I am, I, you know, it can be as simple as, you know what, I am really great at, um, at writing. I am really great at, uh, you know, speaking, I am really great at um, mediating conversations between two people, whatever it may be. We're not talking about it has to be some big, fancy, you know, celebrity thing in the world, but just simply who are you uniquely and how can you be more of that, shine that unique light? Then that's what 
you know, really is that service and gift to the, to the world and those around you. So, yeah, I just share that in case that brings up anything for anybody. We've all had those moments. Karen, have you had that moment where you have an idea, you don't do it, and then someone else comes out with the same thing? Oh, yeah. You know, I, I just did my Wealth Dynamics profile a couple of years ago, and I'm doing some training right now, and, and I'm a creator profile, so I'm full of ideas. <laughs> yes. Now, not all of them necessarily are aligned with, you know, my path, um, but definitely, like, I had invented always panty liners before they became wings, right? Like, <laughs> oh, I wow. for, you know, things for pumps and uh, in my mind, but yeah, but what I realized is that, you know, as a 17-year-old, no one's going to listen to me. <laughs> That's what I and then there's other things. So I bless the whole journey. Uh, but I think that there are people that have the, the great spark, like you're talking about that spark, that divine spark, like to, to actually create something in the world and they don't move on any of it. Right. So, yeah. yeah. So that's actually sad. Yeah. Karen, that, that brings up another just thought for me too. So speaking of teenagers or anybody saying, you know, oh, I'm too young to do this or I, you know, whatever it may be, right. Or I'm a girl, uh, you know, or I'm a guy, I can't do this or that. When I was 16, 17 in high school, I wanted to try out for the wrestling team. And I know that sounds bizarre. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I know that sounds bizarre, but I just thought that sounded so fun, and I was really excited. I was like, oh, I want to try out for the wrestling team, and I actually went to whatever the, I don't know, the orientation was or whatever they were doing to, to bring people in, and I got there, and I realized, oh, wait, I'm not a guy. I can't do that, and what, what ended up happening, like five years later or so, all of a sudden, I'm reading stories in the news about girls who are joining their school's wrestling teams, and, you know, and, and having success with it, and and so it's, there's all these ways that we can put blocks on what's possible for us. Oh, I can't do this because of really who says, and what if you're here to be the first? That's, you know, it's, that was a lesson for me. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's great. I, I, well, I did not know. I, we, we didn't even, ha- I didn't even notice there was a wrestling team in our high school, so I wasn't really exposed to anything like that. And I was such a girly girl, I probably wouldn't have gone for something like that. But it's so interesting in your experience that, you know, years later you found like, oh my gosh, I could have. Yeah. Like if I really wanted to and I stopped myself. And did you even, like, just curious, did you even talk to a teacher or a parent or anything about that idea? Nope. I didn't do anything about that. I remember showing up at the gym. And now here's the thing too. Now let's say that I, let's say that I had learned uh, you know, maybe it was normal at that time for people to, to do that. Let's say I had pursued that. I can see myself quickly after going, eh, this isn't for me after all. <laughs> but I didn't even allow myself to get to that phase because I just immediately rolled myself out. Oh, I'm a girl. This is only for guys. And that was it. I shut it down right then and there. I didn't yep. even bother yep. to explore further. Yeah, I did. I did tons of self-shutting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in, in school, and oh my gosh, there's so, so, so many, countless, uh, actually, uh, number of uh, times where I did that kind of thing. Although I am fairly proud of myself now that I actually did um, audition for My Fair Lady because I loved singing, I loved dancing, I loved musicals, and, and that was one of my favorites of all time. And they had it, you know, in the high school, and I auditioned for the lead role. Now, later on, you know, I didn't get the role, but the funny thing is that, because back then we didn't mic anyone, and that my voice was not couldn't carry, um, okay. but I was, you know, it didn't. And I was proud of myself because it didn't really dawn on me to later on, like I started making judgments. But I was like, hmm, they're gonna be like the first Chinese British, <laughs> like mm. 
my lady. Like, you know, like it, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that, that would be a little awkward. But the thing is, the teachers were really, really nice about it, right? Like they, they really loved, you know, loved me. I was a good student, you know. Anyway, I ended up being on stage a lot during that because um, I ended up on the dance, you know, sorry, on the dance and the singing, the backup singing thing. And then I realized with my other schedules going on with, with ballet and piano and everything like that, that it would have been really hard to make all the practices and everything, even if I did get the lead role. So I was actually very okay. grateful that I didn't because I probably would have gotten a little nuts. <laughs> but good for you for trying and auditioning, I'm Karen. I'm proud of myself for, for yeah. Yeah, getting up on stage and just, you know, learning my Cockney accent and I, you know, memorized all the songs and, you know, and uh, they were like, oh, you know, I thank you for, but we can't really hear you. <laughs> you know? uh, but the other gal who did get it, um, you know, she she was very loud, and 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 she was great. I mean, she was absolutely great. I I had so much fun, like one of the best times. But that's like one of those times where I really did put it out there, and so I think that the good time that I did have was a result yeah. of me stretching, and doing something really out of my comfort zone. So there's a lot of things you know, that can happen. And, you know, talk about law of attraction, right? Like there's a lot yep. of things that can just be in the flow and happen that are for our highest and greatest good when we attempt and what, like when we actually just put it out there. Yes. Love. Sure, we love. It, so, um, yeah, go ahead. Well, and I was just going to say, it, sometimes it's not necessarily, a, again, kudos to you for even auditioning and trying. And sometimes it's not necessarily about, the getting of the role or the, the conclusion right. that we think we're supposed to get. Maybe it's just about I, learning, oh, wait a second, I can do this. I can get up in front of people and, and do this thing. And I, I do have the capacity to learn and memorize all these lines or songs or, 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 or it's okay, I can handle rejection, right? Maybe it's simply about that and not necessarily the outcome we think it's going to be about. Yes, that, that was a biggie for me too. So, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. That's, yeah, very great learning. The only funny thing is, too, is uh, I got, like, so many costume changes, and Eliza did not. So I was like, cool. <laughs> I got to dress in this outfit and this outfit and this outfit. This is so fun. And I got to dance a lot because she didn't actually get to dance. Well, except once, you know. But um, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I get to do what I love. I get to dance. And, you know, my parents were in the audience, and they said, oh, my gosh, you really stuck out, like, in a good way, right? They were like, wow, like, you know, you were smiling, you were like, everything was Aww. so bright and, and big, and, and some of the photos that my dad took, he, he's really good with the camera, and was amazing, like, you could see this expression on my face, like, just pure joy, you know, and, and people were That's nervous, awesome. I was, like, in my zone, <laughs> even though it was the backup, but still, it was it was one of the funnest times of my life. So, uh, so I was going to um, just let people know that if you're just joining us, I am interviewing Kim O'Neill, and she is the creator of the Let Your Light Shine movement. And you can check it out. It's free to join at bit.ly, so that's B-I-T dot L-Y, forward slash Let Your Light Shine movement. And um, the idea is to really declare, you know, you, you your light, you know, that you're, what it is that you're yeah. here to um, you know, shine your light in this moment in this world right now. Um, and then if you're resonating with Kim, you can definitely go to her website, KimO'NeillCoaching.com. It's K-I-M-O-N-E-I-L-L, Coaching.com. And just to check in to see if you would know if you are stuck in, in this in-between place of, you know, thinking you have to do this, but you really want to do this, and you're not really sure how to make that transition, how to really 
let go and let your light shine, you know, just check it out because Kim might be the right person for you. Um, and the number to call in if you're calling in live uh, is 818-514-1190. Hit one so you know your hand is up. Uh, 818-514-1190. Hit one. And then I've also opened up the chat if you want to put in a question in the chat as well. Uh, feel free. You don't have to be shy. <laughs> Uh, and if, you, if you're a little stuck, you know, that's good. Uh, we can do a little mini coaching, you know. And, and just like uh, Kim just did, you know, for me, just to, to look back at that high school um, experience and to really point out, like, this is what you might have gotten out of it, and it was, like, bang on. So, uh, so feel free to call in or to put your questions in chat. Uh, oh, okay, that person, I think, all right, so the person that had their hand up might have had their question answered because they're not, their hand is no longer up. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, that's all good, that's all good. Now, I know you've identified five stages of shining or light shining that people go yes. through, so just really curious, um, what are those? Yeah, thank you for asking that. So to me, the five stages are, first, you start out with not knowing who you are. And some people, I don't think they find themselves in that, but a lot of people I, I find do. So first stage, not knowing who you are, you're living by default, you aren't even maybe living your truth, you're living someone else's truth. And then, and I'm just going to go through these quick, kind of quickly because I know, um, I, do we have a caller or do we? Is, uh, no, no, she put her hand up or down, okay. sorry. So I'm just okay, okay. still monitoring, so in case there's another uh, question, I'll let you know. Okay, okay, let me know if there's someone, um, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't want to talk over that. So, so first stage is not knowing who you are. And then the second stage is moving into, wait a second, no, things don't feel right. I'm someone different. I'm my own unique self. And you start to know who you are. You start to see yourself more clearly, tap into a sense of purpose, experience a a greater degree of believing in who you are. The third stage is moving into embracing who you are because it's not enough to just know who you are and keep all of that in your head. You've got to start to embrace it. And this is where more self-acceptance starts to develop. You start to relax into more of who you are. You begin to accept that not everyone is going to approve of who you are for whatever reason. And you may not be totally comfortable with it, but you're learning how to be more comfortable with it. And so you start to release some of those limiting, limiting beliefs as you embrace who you are. But again, that's still really just an internal experience. The next step is taking it from embracing who you are to being who you are. And what that requires is that requires integrating who you know yourself to be into how you carry out your life. And that becomes more of an embodying experience where you embody who you know yourself to be, and you take action on that. You don't hold, hold yourself back out of fear and anxiety. You do use your authentic voice in the world. You have more fun, more self-confidence, more self and there's greater flow in your life. And the more that you allow yourself to be integrated and embodied, being who you authentically are, the fifth step is just an automatic. You naturally, organically shine and that's the fifth step is really just that shining brighter of who you authentically are. And I, I believe that this is a process for a lot of people and not necessarily a conscious one, but this is what I have identified as, is what people go through as they're learning to align with who they are and getting to understand who they are and accept it on a deeper level for themselves. So, yeah, those are my five stages of, of shining your light in the world. 
Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. I know what stage I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be a little quiz. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. We could, we could, we could do quiz. Um, so, so, so for the people that you've, you know, worked with, uh, coaching clients, things like that. Uh, do you have any, you know, favorite stories? You don't have to obviously say what their name is, but just curious if you have any inspirational stories. Uh, I, I do. I'm trying to think. Um, different ones are coming to mind right now. Let's see here. I, you know. Definitely the whole thing of, of what I, we spoke on earlier about realizing that to be more of who you authentically are, when you're in that space of not feeling comfortable with that, of you know that you hold yourself back, you know that you have limiting beliefs, it feels like courage to put yourself out there more. And there are all these little subtle ways we can get in our own way where we allow ourselves to be more vague with who we believe we are, with um, be more vague with what is my next action step? Well, I'm just going to continue to uh, maintain this or that, uh, maintain, you know, feeling good about myself and, and um, trusting myself. And that's, that's a great thing. And when you're learning to take it that next step further, how can you put that into a new action step for who you are? And so just recently that I was in a coaching session with a client and having this particular conversation, you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm feeling really good right now in this session and well, my action steps moving forward, or I'm just simply going to, you know, maintain this and, and do and continue to feel good. Okay. We want that to be even more integrated. We want to make sure that this no longer has to feel like um, courage. We want to get to that space where this feels like ease. This feels like you being you feels like ease, feels like fun. Um, life gets to be more exciting and, and you don't have to necessarily practice being yourself when you're in a situation where someone triggers you, but rather you practice being yourself on a daily basis so that when someone triggers you, you, it's automatically an easier experience for you. Or because you are being more aligned and integrated in who you authentically are, there are less experiences where you feel like you're being triggered or challenged or life is hard and, and you're having those fearful kinds of experiences. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I think there's a certain amount of um, what, you know, when you, we've, kind of delved into what what you're talking about, that that courage. And then there's that little bit of, you know, lull after that, you know, seemingly for us big action that we've taken that we want to coast. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to coast now, spirit. Okay, I'm just going to coast. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> but I think, you know, one of my former, um, you know, uh, coaches, uh, I got this line from I really liked. He said, like, you know, what do plants do? They can to grow if they don't grow they die yeah like, oh. he says well you you know people are like that too if you're not continuing growing it doesn't mean you have to go at 10,000 miles an hour but yet you need to continue to grow to stretch yourself like you know that going out of that comfort zone uh, and of course having help and support like from a coach you know is, is really important I know for me it was you know pivotal I, I really know like <laughs> you're just talking about courage um, I have no real trigger when, you know, a coach says, okay, well, you know, for private mentoring with me, it's $20,000 or $30,000. I'm like, okay, so let's see. If it's a fit, we're going to make it happen, right? It's like, I don't know, the universe is going to support me. So it's like, but before, I mean, it was like, 
freak out zone, right? Like, oh, yeah. I'm going to do it. You know? And so there's a different comfort level, and it's exciting. I can see the results. I can see what's going to happen. See, I can embody that. So it's very, very different from from where I used to be. So, you know, what you're saying is really, really resonating. And um, that was good advice, you know. (laughs) (laughs) How does she take it or he or she take it? Well, uh, one thing I I love about her is she actually is like, oh, Kim, you're going to make me do the hard thing again. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but she but she likes it. She also likes it because okay, that's okay. you know I so I, I want to preface I'm I I don't force my clients to do anything. It's not about me telling them what's right for them. But my job is to coach them. And if they if you say you have a goal, then my job is to help you become even more aligned with that and move in that direction and and achieve that. And so so yeah no she was totally fine with it because the work we'd done in that session had been all about getting clear on who did she used to be who is who is the the self that she's growing out of and who is the, the, the self that she's growing into, the more aligned, true version of who she knows she is and wants to embody more so. So we had done that work in the session. And so when it came time to creating this action step of how she was going to integrate that, it really became about, okay, so what can you do in your everyday daily activities, you know, washing the dishes, brushing your teeth, going for a walk and exercising? What can you do to integrate and align yourself more of with more of that true version of who you are. And so we simply took some of the things that we had identified about who she truly is and put them into affirmations. And she committed to making sure that she's, you know, speaking uh, positive self-talk, loving self-talk to herself with I am affirmation statements in those moments. And just something as simple as that has the ability to begin to shift how we think and believe and feel about who we are and then how we respond to the world around us. And I don't believe that um, life has to be this continually, you know, hard thing that we move through. And yet right. um, there are moments where that's, that's what the work is. And so, um, so, yeah, I think that's a great, great little metaphor you gave there of the flower who continu- is continually growing. I love that. Uh-huh. Well, you know, I, I was recently, um, you know, there's some science stuff related to uh, how the world works, for lack of a better term. I was, uh, I was doing some training with David Wilcock, and uh, that that we we see things as a continuum, like oh the flower grows and we grow, and it's this you know this smooth uphill you know uh, elevation. It's not like that <laughs> in real yeah. life, uh, and not even in biology. And and the science was really backing this up. There are these packets of time where there is a jump. And then there is a stillness, and then there's a jump, and then there's a stillness. And so there are these rest points sometimes yes. where nothing happens and you're just being and not doing. Yes. And that was really, I'm a science, you know, science nerd, so this really impacted me being like, well, this is how the universe works. Okay, so, so me thinking, oh, by success or by healing or whatever, it's supposed to be this smooth, slight, you know, uphill journey is not reality. It, that's not how it works. So sometimes we are digging our heels, not digging our heels. What I'm saying is like digging deep to go, okay, I'm going to get this out, right? Some more yeah. energy, a lot of energy. And other times we just sit back. We feel yes. that consistency, like like you're talking about these affirmations and being in that energy and not forgetting about it because that's really easy, especially without a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just forget about it for months. <laughs> <laughs> Can and then, I love and then sometimes we go again. Yes, I, I love that you brought that up because that is such a great point, and that's that is actually what I was trying to speak to. And so, 
about having those periods of rest because that absolutely is necessary. And it is more about who are you being versus who are you doing. And yet it requires action to also allow for change. And I think what's really important is to make sure we are aware of what is our, you know, what is our reason for doing or not doing what we're doing in the world? Am I, am I resting because, you know what, this is my time to simply be, and this is my time to rest and recover and, and just enjoy and experience, or am I resting because I'm afraid to take that next step? Right. There's a difference. And so, um, yeah, so there's, that's definitely worth mentioning because I wholeheartedly believe in resting and taking time to pause and be, and just have that experience too, for sure. Oh yeah, that's great. That's a, that's a big differentiation. Because yeah. I think in our society, we are much more likely to be the push, right? So we're yes. going to push, 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 do, do. And I, and I have to say I'm a recovering doer, right? I still love to do, but I'm, I'm more in a place of being while I do rather than just doing for the sake of doing. I love that. <laughs> well, yeah, because my self-esteem, you know, was really low, which, of course, I said, I said something about that to my family recently. I was talking about this meme that I was very proud of, and they didn't get it at all. But anyway, um, they, they got on the words where I said, I, you know, I, I do a little story usually when I post my memes, and I said something about having really low self-esteem. Well, they took it personally, Kim. <laughs> That I had low self-esteem. I'm like, oh boy. I didn't blame them. It was nothing about that. It was just more about how, my journey, like how you know. And yeah. yeah. So so in order to feel better about myself temporarily, I would just do a lot. So I get the great A's. I would win the awards. You know, um, I was like popular among the adults because I was so mature. You know, all these things I was doing, but I actually didn't feel really good about myself. So all that doing was from a state of lack and scarcity and wanting to have approval rather than from that inspired place of being who I am, that, you know, let your light, let shine movement, you know, from that space. So I just want to share that story. <laughs> That's a great story, Karen. Yeah, I love that. Thank you. We have some folks on the on the line here. Um, I'm going to actually unmute you. If you have a question, comment, you can post in the chat. I know folks are listening in, so don't be shy. We'd love to hear from you. The number to call is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so we know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. Hit 1. So the first person here with the hand up uh, is area code 510. So you don't have to tell us your full name. Just your first name is fine, and then you can have a chat with Kim and I. Hi, who's this? Hello, my name is Sara. Hi. Hi. I hi, Sarah. Called in hi. I, uh, it's my daughter's birthday in Israel, and I thought, no, I want to listen to Karen. I'll call her a little later. Oh, my. Uh, <laughs> and then to, and then, and to be called on. So um, I've come through a long period of darkness, and when I saw through my bleary eyes, which I just opened, I, it said how to let your light shine. And I've been working so hard through a long tunnel of darkness to get to the place where I was ready to light, let my light shine. I'm, I assist people in healing, and I'm a musician, and I do sound therapy. And I wrote a book that I haven't published for so many reasons. And I would like to know how to let my light shine. I would like to be teaching. I'd like to be assisting people. I'd like to be assisting in healing work. So... Here I am. Thank you. 
Oh, Sarah, I love that you just came on and shared that with us. Uh, thank you for being here. I, first off, it sounds to me like you already are shining your light in various ways, and it sounds like you have more ways that you are inspired to sh- shine your light. And the very first that's coming, the very first thing coming to mind for me is really what I see as the foundation of shining your light, and that is loving yourself. And so my question would simply be, in what way can you love yourself more today? What I comes to mind for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I get myself to the forest and I hike and I do think I've done wonderful work, but I'm, my, I want to let my light shine in a more universal way. I've been just in isolation for so long. And so I'm wondering if there are specific steps or anything else I can do to get myself to where I'm communicating more with people, I'm not so isolated, and I'm sharing my gifts. In what way? So I, that is awesome. And there's, there tends to be a step of first making sure that you are aligning with your light solely for you first, and then mm-hmm. it can be shared with others. And so, so do, do you feel like you are already doing things to be able to tap in and feel your own light and the gift of what that is simply for you in your everyday experience? I do. I do. Okay. I Beautiful. You know, I'm somebody who always takes the stairs. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, I, I'm trying to think here then in I mean, a lot of times, you know, you mentioned a lot of these other things that you want to do to help serve others. And so the next thing that comes to mind for me is, well, which one is most lit up for you? And what would be that next step in that direction that you haven't yet taken? Or what ideas about moving in that direction have you or possibly automatically discounted for whatever reason? And is there, you know, what potential may lie within that next step that has already been discounted. Does that bring up anything for you as I say that? Yeah, I've been afraid to publish the book because even though I've changed all the names, there's some stuff in it. So I think that I have some fear. Okay. Yeah, that that would definitely be be a good place to work on shining light into and seeing where you can add more love to, you know, what is what's What's underneath the fear? What is the fear covering? Um, fear is typically an illusion. And if it has anything to do with the, the names of the people that are in your book, um, is there a conversation that you might want to have with people? Is there some <laughs> forgive, forgiveness work to do? I know, right? And I'm just throwing ideas out there because I don't know your situation. Yep. But, but really taking a lot, uh, you know, time to look at that and not gloss over that. Um, once you start to shine light on that and, and open up that Space, it sounds like you might experience more flow with publishing your book. I want you to know I just got a surge of energy in my heart. Good sign. Because, because the, the thing was that it involved my ex. We were okay. co-rabbi in synagogue, and then he started seeing a woman 30 years younger, and things fell apart, and I got booted, and and the book is a, a lot of spiritual inspiration, but it also tells the story of a wounded healer. And I just had this burst in my heart that I've got to talk to him and tell him, you know, this is what happened. Cause, and, and I'm going to talk about it. Oh, wow. how do you feel about that right now, Sarah? 
And I feel a little scared, but no, I know I have to do it. And I need to get this book out because a lot of people have told me who have read it that it's really going to help people. And and I want to do that. It's called um, Spiritual Bankruptcy and How to Avoid It. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, nice title. Ooh, yes. that's cool. That's very cool. All wow, right. maybe we'll, we'll have to have you on the show. So. <laughs> There's your little carrot. How about that? <laughs> I'm supporting you, Sarah. I'm wishing you all the best with that. That's beautiful. Thank you. I had a great contract before he wouldn't sign off, so now I've just got to find a publisher. So I'm asking the angels to send um, me the energy or the right people or the insight or the opening to find the right way to publish it. Thank you. Right. Well, definitely, you know, we, we have a radio show with our publisher, Keith Leon S. They, they only work with people that are aligned, so it may, um, we can't promise it's the right fit, but definitely the, the kind of topic that you're doing, the helping people topic, uh, is definitely up their alley because they only work with those types of folks. So just, you know, private message me or send an email to support at KarenCan.com and just remind me of our conversation today because sometimes I'll forget names, um, and then I can connect you you know, with, with them and, and just to see if it's a fit. Can't hurt. And thank you. Be happy to do that. Yeah, that's great. Well, and thank I, you so much for sharing. And, and I, I, may I give you a quick blessing? Lee, we love blessings. Okay. <laughs> thank uh, you. May the divine spirit arise in you and be gracious to you. May holiness and love always surround you and bring you peace. And may all the good works that you do come back to you a million thousand fold. May you help during this difficult time and bring us all to where we need to be to let our light shine and shed our fears and shed our hesitancy and embrace each other with such warm embrace that we all just glow and we create heaven here on earth. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. I have this huge smile on my face right now. (laughs) Yeah, me too. That was wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Well, our time's just about up. Thank you, Sarah, for for sharing your amazing story. And, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing that book. Definitely. (laughs) All right, I'm going to meet you up now. Uh, Kim, thank you so much for being on the show today. I had a blast. you know, this whole Let Your Light Shine movement, it's its huge, it's awesome, it's, you know, perfect for where we are. I, I love all the, you know, the, the people taking action and uh, that it's, yes. you know, easy. Because, um, you know, at this point in time, sometimes we need easy. I mean, sometimes, yeah. you know, yeah. like sometimes we just need to, you know, not have like 500 steps to, to the you know, to, to feel different or better. And uh, so sometimes it's really great just to be connected Yes. Um, to like-minded folks. And I, you know, I was at a retreat this weekend and it was so clear that, you know, that even my local community, there there are many disconnected folks that have felt a certain way that is different from the masses and mm-hmm. they're, they're, they have felt isolated and lonely in that. And I yeah. just wanted everybody to come to this retreat together, you know. But, um, you know, that, 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 that these movements like these are so, so important. Um you know, to, to like, I'm just seeing all these nodes of light, like, all over the planet, just like, yes. just 
grid of light. So that's what I'm seeing, which is absolutely beautiful. So thank you for the work that you do. Thank you, Karen. I appreciate the opportunity to come on here and, and share the message of the movement and connect with your audience because that's what it's all about, connecting with yourself and then being able to connect with others. Absolutely. Bless you, Kim. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Until next time, lots of love. Bye for now.